Welcome to Unsung Stories, where we'll be chatting to unacclaimed mamas in the Christian world who love Jesus, are faithfully seeking to know and love God more, and pointing their families to Him. I'm your host, Laura Smith, and I hope that you will find solidarity with a regular mum living out the gospel in regular ways and be encouraged in your own unsung story. Thanks for joining us. Hey there. This episode has been put together in response to the 2021 lockdown that most of our country is in at the moment. I hope that it offers solidarity and encouragement for you as you might be struggling in this season as well. I think one of the hardest things during this time is seeing the sins that emerge under the pressures of lockdown and homeschooling and isolation from the communities we normally enjoy. And it's in these times that we see things in ourselves that we might not have normally seen or might have preferred not to have seen. Um, for me, it's been anger and often my poor kids cop it. Even in the moment, I sometimes shock myself at how I'm reacting or the words I'm saying. And whilst awful at the time and heartbreaking when you you make your kids cry or something like that, um, these situations give me great opportunities to model repentance and forgiveness to my kids and remind myself and them of the gospel, why we need Jesus and how good it is that we're forgiven in him. Um, And the passage I cling to in these harder times is Lamentations 3, 22 to 24, which says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. I'm really comforted that God's mercies are new every morning. And I... In these harder times, remind myself that tomorrow is a new day, and so I rest in his forgiveness and try again. These aren't normal times that we're in, and um, tensions are high, but God is still the same and walking with us through this, and so I rest in him and press on. Lockdown is tough, and to be completely honest, my Bible reading has become reading either the verse of the day or the chapter that we're going to study for our growth groups. It's just really hard. Um, I'm always usually a stay-at-home mom anyway, but I feel like lockdown has just put that extra pressure of having kids in your face 24-7, which is normal, but um, without the social interaction with like my sisters in Christ, without being able to share how life is going like one-on-one. Um, I don't know about everyone else, But honestly, I get so anxious when it comes to doing all of my communication via all these different platforms. It's like I can't keep up and I feel like I'm on my phone all the time. And especially when I feel and I don't really see an end to like this lockdown anytime soon, it's just like super overwhelming. And then I start to think too much into it and it's just all too much. But thankfully, there is a verse that I constantly have in the back of my mind And it's one that I've had before COVID, but is relevant now more than ever. And that is from Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, that says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. 
And when I think about it, it helps me remember that the truth that we have a good and powerful God, a God who spoke creation into existence with just his words, while also planning our tomorrow, our next week, our next month, and our next eternity. And like with this, I'm trying to implement some practical ways to connect and stay focused on our Lord through lockdown. And that is actually, I've been watching kids church with my children throughout the week. And through like last year's lockdown, my local church, EV at Erinar, they created these amazing resources for children to watch while the adults watch live stream. And to be honest, they are just fantastic. We sing these simple Bible songs together and we listen to the Bible and God's promises explained simply. And for a time where I feel like my brain is in overdrive, this simple children's retelling of the Bible is exactly what I need. And it helps me stay focused on what is the most important thing. And that is my relationship with God. Since having two kids uh, in the last few months and going into lockdown, Yeah, Bible reading has been really hard. Uh, The first few weeks after my daughter Elsie was born, I don't think I even opened the Bible (laughs) once. It was a really tiring time. And then we went into lockdown and um, have been without church and, and, you know, meeting together, which has been really hard. So, yeah, the sleep deprivation and um, just the constant neediness of my children and all the demands of domestic life have just made it really hard for me to find time to open my Bible. In the last couple of weeks, uh, I've really felt the need to get back into it just for my own spiritual health. I've just reset my expectations. I uh, thought if I can just read a verse, that's great. Let's and cling to that verse throughout the day. Um, So I just started doing that, just honestly, just using the Bible app on my phone, reading the verse of the day every day. And then I just started writing down some verses on my chalkboard or on notes and sticking them around the house so that I could be reminded of them as I paced with a screaming baby or um, was trying to calm down a toddler tantrum. Yeah, I have been reading through the book of Ruth because that's what we've been doing at church. So it was kind of easy. We were already going through it on our Zoom calls for Bible study. So I could just read a chapter of that and it's like a story. So it's really easy to read. And the other thing I started doing recently was uh, re-reading through a devotion book called Beholding and Becoming by uh, an American woman called Ruth Chow Simons. It's a beautifully illustrated book with amazing watercolors, but it's all about the art of everyday worship. And so each day there's just a short devotion about what we behold is what we become and reference to a few verses. So I keep my Bible alongside that and read those verses as I read them in the devotion book. I just do that during my son's quiet time. So I I just put on a movie for him and I make myself a cup of tea and I'm usually bouncing my little daughter in, in the carrier and just open the book and read it, try and pray off the back of that. But it takes me about five minutes. It's just one little thing I can do every day. It's really hard. (laughs) I would certainly like to read my Bible more. I would like to be able to have the brain capacity to be able to read more or listen to some more podcasts or do whatever. But at the moment, it's just do what I can to cling to God's word through the struggle of each day so that I can keep my eyes fixed on him. And also just praying, praying throughout the day as things come up and trying to pray through them first before I talk them out loud. 
So lockdown is a very different experience for me because I'm a bit of a gypsy now, not in my own home, and so I have hardly any of my own real things around me, and I feel very much out of routine. So while I don't have kids to homeschool and I'm not worried about a job, I do feel very displaced, I guess. Like, <laughs> And the routines that I would normally have that keep me close to God are just sort of not happening. So I think it's really strange that I am one of routine um, and I seem to have this thought that if I had more time I would do more things but I think the more time I've got the less I do the less I do so that's been a challenge for me. I'm usually a bit of a high achiever in, in most things I do and I am finding myself feeling quite lethargic. What I've done about it, I've tried to add things to Uh, the lockdown routine and sort of pair them up so they happen together rather than trying to be the same person I used to be. So when I get up in the morning now, my husband's sleeping a lot longer because he doesn't have to get up. I have a cup of tea and I try and read what our church is doing, which is, you know, a, a book of the Bible. And I just try and read that part in my daily reading notes. And it really doesn't take very long. So I do that. And then when I'm walking, I try to either listen to a podcast or use the time to pray. So I am attaching that to that routine of walking, which has been helpful because I don't think I've walked as much in my whole life as I am now. And other than that, I just try and, I don't know, just try and be a bit gentle with myself because I think everybody's struggling and my relationship with God doesn't depend on how I'm feeling. It's my status with Him is sure and secure. So I'm unable to tell Him that I'm feeling a bit low or lethargic or whatever and other than that yeah watching church isn't isn't that great but I've also joined in on a few other church services on a Sunday so I'm enjoying the variety of of listening to my son-in-law preach (laughs) and uh, and other people that I'm um, living with and the church that they go to so that's been good so all in all let's hope it ends but at the same time I'm just trying to make the most of adding things to the routine that I have strange as it is. I'm finding lockdown really hard. I feel so lonely, yet at the same time, I am never alone. I feel like I've never worked so hard, yet not accomplished anything, or in fact, my house seems to get messier the more I clean. I feel anguish over what's happening to our community. Not so much the virus itself, but the hostility, the division, the lack of respect or empathy or healthy discussion. I grieve not being able to gather with my church family. I fear for those who are going to fall away. I'm finding it really hard not to be sinful at the moment, and I'm really sad for my brothers and sisters who feel the same. I long to be with them. I feel like God is distant, and I feel like I read my Bible and it's just words on a page and that nothing's sinking in. And when I'm praying, I'm wondering if I'm just talking to myself. I'm wondering what God's doing on all of this. And it doesn't feel like much, but this is what I'm trying to cling to. Firstly, that God is my father, and just like my three-year-old calling out from her bed at night time, Mommy, where are you? Mommy, I can't see you, I can't hear you. To which I respond, I'm right here, sweetheart. I've not left. I can see you, darling, I can hear you. I'm not going to leave you. My Father in Heaven is responding the same. In the Psalms, 
They are such an encouragement that God can handle my emotions, my fears, my doubts. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. And you know, I've just been really encouraged by Philippians to have a read of that chapter, but part of it says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ, who being in very nature God, didn't consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in his appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. And then goes on to say, Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like the stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. So I think Philippians was really great because it encouraged me to really be humble and value others above myself. The reminder to do everything without grumbling or arguing and being blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. So as I struggle with how I see the world around me reacting and treating each other, I really hope, and I find it really hard to do this, but I really hope that I can keep putting on Jesus and hopefully shine like stars in the sky. Although I do know there will be times where I'm really going to mess it up. This lockdown has been tougher than ones I've been through before because my dad has been diagnosed with brain cancer and so we've been, um, you know, processing all of that in the context of lockdown and not being able to see our family. um, It's been tough. But one of the beautiful moments I got to share with my dad before he went off for surgery was to read Romans 8 with him in person. I'll just share a few verses with you. Verse 18 says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Um, And it talks about our bondage to decay and the frustration of creation and groaning inwardly as we await our adoption to sonship. But I mean, for me, sometimes it's groaning outwardly. Um, But down in verse 26, it says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And so I've been clinging to those two things, that the Spirit will help me in my weakness and will intercede for me in accordance with the will of God. And also um, just trying to lift my eyes to the future glory where one day I will look back and these hardships that I'm going through now won't even be worth comparing um, to that future I have. So it's hard to imagine, but I've re- just that verse 18 I've just been clinging to. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Yeah, this lockdown has been very hard, (laughs) but my husband suggested that 
we try and read the Bible. We've actually started reading Joshua together. It's a bit different. It's not as devotional as something in the New Testament and doesn't really apply directly in the same way this side of Jesus, but it's been refreshing to be reminded of some of the big truths about God. Firstly, that God is faithful to his promises. Joshua is the book where we finally see God's promise to Abraham fulfilled as the Israelites enter the promised land. It's been years and years coming. The generation before spent 40 years wandering around in the desert because they didn't trust God enough to step foot in. Finally, we see God has kept his promise and brought his people to the land and he's faithful. Secondly, God is the victorious one. The Israelites do ridiculous things in battle to show that God is the one winning and fighting for them. And it's only when the people don't trust God or don't consult with God before making decisions that we see them fail. God is the one who is victorious, who is leading them and guiding them and sustaining them and winning for them. He's the one in charge and sovereign. Thirdly, the story is so much bigger than just one individual. Yes, we see a bit of Joshua's story. We meet people like Rahab and find out how God steps into her life. But really, it's a story about God's work through the Israelite community and how he is faithful over many, many years. It's just such a good reminder that our story is one tiny, tiny little part of his big plan. And even this season is just one little moment in our life as well. It feels huge right now and it feels overwhelming and I come to the end of myself almost every day. But God is faithful. He's the victorious one. It's been so helpful to step back and be reminded of the big picture that this life is not about me, it's not about my story, but it's God at work and we get to be part of that in a little way, here and there, and often it's not how we think about it. You know, Romans 8.28 says, We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. And that good is that we become more like Jesus. So when I'm tempted to seek comfort in all the hardness, God wants to remind me that, no, we're learning to be like Jesus in this hard stuff. And so in light of that, I'm going to read an excerpt of a Puritan prayer that can be found in the beautiful Valley of Vision book. Father of mercies, giver of all graces, I look to thee for strength to maintain them in me, for it is hard to practice what I believe. Strengthen me against temptations. My heart is an unexhausted fountain of sin, a river of corruption since childhood days, flowing on in every pattern of behavior. Thou hast disarmed me of the means in which I trusted, and I have no strength but in thee. Thou alone canst hold back my evil ways, but without thy grace to sustain me I fall. Satan's darts quickly inflame me, 
and the shield that should quench them easily drops from my hand. Empower me against his wiles and assaults. Keep me sensible of my weakness and of my dependence upon thy strength. Let every trial teach me more of thy peace, more of thy love. Thy Holy Spirit is given to increase thy graces, and I cannot preserve or improve them unless he works continually in me. May he confirm my trust in thy promised help, and let me walk humbly in dependence upon thee, for Jesus' sake. Amen.